Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 140. If someone were to ask you, or if someone said to you, you're a person of great faith, that might not sit well with you, right? If somebody said to you, wow, you, you're just, you're, you're an inspiration. You, you're a person of great faith. That might not sit well with you because, because you might be inclined to think of the numerous times that you haven't really trusted God, right? I mean, you might think of times where uh, me, a person of great faith, you might think of times where you just branched out on your own and did your own thing or times where you didn't really consider God at all. You just, you know, made the decision and went for it or... In other words, we tend to think of if someone is described as a, a person of great faith, we tend to assume that that person is one without any flaws or failings. So, yeah, it, it might surprise you to know that when the scripture lists examples of people who have great faith, people like Noah or Jacob or Moses or Abraham and Sarah, when, when the scripture lists or gives examples of people of great faith, they are so far from perfect people. And they've all made their share of pretty serious mistakes and they've all failed. So as far as Jesus' teaching, being a person of faith isn't about not failing. You know, we're human, and because of that, we're all going to trust God imperfectly. So as far as Jesus is concerned, you can be a person of faith. Actually, you can be a person of great faith and still be imperfect, right? In fact, I think most of us would say, well, whatever faith is, I need more of it. I mean, whatever you're calling it, I think I need some more. And Jesus would say, no, 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 no. You don't need any more. You have everything you need. You don't need any more faith. If you feel weak or inadequate in some way, if you feel spiritually, uh, emotionally, just out of sorts, just, I don't know, something's wrong, apathy, whatever, Jesus teaches, no, no, you, you, you don't need any more faith. You don't need... If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, that's enough. That's what he taught. If you have faith the size of a, you, a tiny, tiny piece, that's fine. He said, quantity isn't the issue. Well, the issue is learning how to use the faith that you have, learning how to use the trust that you have. That's what we're going to be talking about this morning or today. Yeah, this whole idea about, and by the way, you know that word faith and trust, they're exactly the same word in the New Testament, the original language. So you can interchange these, these words. Yeah, it's like Jesus would say, the problem is you need to learn how to use the trust that you have. Now, I mentioned that there's lists of people in the, in the New Testament that are written down as examples of faith. People like, as I had mentioned, 
uh, Noah or Moses or Abram and Sarah. And I want to take Abram and Sarah as an example today because their story gives us a lot of insight into what faith is and what it's not. And I think it's a pretty encouraging story, especially for people who feel like they are sort of at a, a point in their life where they, they need to make some changes. They have a sense that they should be stepping forward in some way, but there's a hesitation and there's some doubt. And they're not, ex it's for people who are not exactly sure. You, you have a sense that, yeah, you have to make some changes. You're ready to make some changes, but then there's also this other voice that comes in questioning things. Uh, Abram and Sarah's story, uh, I think you'll, you'll relate to this. And the story, I'm just gonna give you a little piece of it really, it's from Hebrews 11. But it begins, actually their story begins when they're really quite old, which again is just a remarkable thing because you know all our stories usually start when people are young and at the front end of their life and they're eager. And of course, the Bible stories always turn things upside down. No, this starts when they're old, thank you very much. They're old, they're retired, that's, yeah. They're not really expecting too much to happen. And God calls him, Abraham, and gives him this promise. And the promise is, Abraham, I am going to make you into a great nation. And I'm going to bless you so that all the families of the earth will be blessed. So there's a reason he's chosen. And I'm not going to go into all of that just now, but... It's a pretty, pretty significant reason that he's chosen. Actually, he's going to become the father of Israel, but that's for another time. Problem is with Abraham is and Sarah, they don't have any children. And they've been, able, they've been unable to have children. But there's the promise. Abraham, I want you to pack your bags. I want you to leave this country. I'm going to take you to a new land. And your descendants... I mean, just look up at the stars in the sky because there are going to be too many to count. That's the promise. And the background is Sarah is well past childbearing age. It's been a heartbreak to her. It has been a disappointment to her. She's never had a son, never had a daughter. Actually, in those days, they wanted sons so they could pass the land on to the sons, but big disappointment. And I would think at this point in her life, she's reconciled to the fact that it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But this call comes to Abraham and Sarah. No, God says, I want you to pack up and I want you to go and I'm going to show you this new land. So they pack up and they leave on this journey. It takes a long, long time to get there. It's always interesting how long promises take and how long journeys take, you know, 40 years in the desert and in the Exodus and 25 years before Isaac's born and 25 years, you know. They do, everything just takes a long, long time, which I think is really great because 
If you're anything like me, you've probably found that in your life, that things tend to take much longer than you would like to come about. Have you noticed that? It's like, why do I have to wait so long? Yeah, I think there's a lot of, I think most of the spiritual lessons that we, we experience are during times of waiting rather than times of fulfillment of something. Just throwing that out there, see if, see if you agree with that, but I think there's something to that. Anyway, back to the story. I'm getting way laid into another uh, sermon there, I think, another teaching. Back to the story. Uh, Sarah's given this promise that she's going to have a son. And when she's told about this, because I told you that she's way, way past childbearing age, she didn't say, oh, at last my dreams have come true. My prayers have been answered. She, uh, she just laughs. And it's not a laugh of joy. It's the kind of laugh that you laugh where it's like, you have got to be kidding me. This is not going to happen. That kind of laugh. Yeah. So that's how she responds. You know, Abram tells her, you know, that he's had this God encounter and this is what he thinks is happening. And she's just like, you've got to be kidding me. So that's her response. And uh, by the way, you know, she's, uh, she's going to end up the mother of the, the faith, right? So she, she, this is the woman that starts it all. And the story starts out with bold unbelief. And I think this is really important because she's a normal woman. And she has all her various strengths and weaknesses. So trust isn't about us not having any doubts, us not making any mistakes, you know? Not all the women in the scripture respond like Jesus' mother, right, in the Christmas story. You know, because she really is very trusting. Not all the women in, in the Bible are like that, right? So when, when Sarah is told at an old, old age, she's going to have a son, she's just like... <laughs> laughs. She laughs. And again, it's not with joy. It's laughing as in, got to be kidding me. This is not going to happen. So, you know, apart, the reason that Abraham and Sarah are remembered as people of great faith is not because they always trust, but it's because they are at some level, some of the time, willing to move ahead with a measure of trust because they actually did pack their bags and they did start on this long journey to what we call the promised land. Uh, they didn't really know where they were going. They didn't really know how it was going to work out, how God was going to lead them, how God was going to provide for them. And this is, this is like us so much of the time. When you start moving out in faith towards something, toward a goal, uh, you have, you're not really sure of the details. You have a sense that you should be moving forward in some way. But how it will all work out, no, you don't really know. And that really is a, a pretty good picture of what faith looks like. It's moving ahead anyway, 
So you've got a little bit of trust there because you're moving ahead. But you don't really have all the details. If someone said, okay, Abraham, how long is it going to take to the promised land? What direction are you going? How will you know you're there? How are you going to eat and live from A to B? You know, he could say, I don't know all that. I don't know all that. Abraham would say, Sarah said, I don't know. But I do think that this is what we need to do at this point in our lives. I think we need to start moving. Come on, Abel, let's go. We're packed. We're off. So to cut the story short, they, they, they did eventually get to the promised land. And to cut the story really short, they did have the promised son. Um, so I'm not going to go into all their stories because it takes way too long. But the important part of the story is, is that they eventually, after decades, got to the promised land. And after decades, they got the son that they longed for. Now, when you read the story, if you go back to Genesis, you can read the whole thing for yourself. It starts around... I don't know, mid-Genesis somewhere, 22 or something. If you read their story, literally, right, in the book, you're going to read a story about an elderly couple packing up, heading out to the unknown. And if you read it on the literal level, there's you're likely to say, well, there's really no spiritual lessons here for me, because I'm not leaving California or I'm not leaving wherever you live, right? I don't care what God says. I don't want to live. I don't want to pack up and leave. Or I don't want any more kids. Or poor Sarah, she's retired and pregnant. That's really bad, right? So, you know, you don't want to stay on the literal level too long in this story. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, it's not going to make much sense to you. But the spiritual point, if you take it deeper, go, always get deeper. Always get below the surface. Spiritual point of the story is that this is what trust looks like in your life. It looks like being willing to leave the familiar behind and start something new before you know and have all the answers. It's the same reason that Noah was lifted up as a person of faith. It wasn't because he was so great and perfect, that's for sure. Uh, same thing with Noah. He was told to build the ark before the rain came, right? So there's no sign that there's going to be any rain. And he moves ahead and he starts the project, really not having all the details, if that helps apply it to your life. It's the same thing with Sarah and Abraham. Uh, it's, it's about being willing to leave the familiar behind. Now, when I talk about the familiar, it, again, it, we're not necessarily talking about landscape, although we are talking about the landscape of the heart. Uh, not necessarily geographical, but certainly we are always talking about the inner landscape of the heart. Willing to leave behind the familiar, familiar responses, familiar reactions. Yeah, we all know people that when we meet them, they always seem to be moaning and complaining because they're always angry. What's happened? 
Oh, they've stayed in the land of anger way too long. That's what's happened, and it's become way too familiar to them. And it's high time that they got out of there. But for some reason or another, they're not moving. See? Or you might want to be, you might feel like you're moving into uncharted territory as in, could be the way we think about something, the way we think about ourselves. You know, we've mentioned this, we've looked at this a lot in our teachings that how we think about ourselves is often wrong. That's why it's important to have Jesus' input or Jesus' wisdom on who we are rather than who someone else says we are. It's like, well, never mind what, you know, somebody told you. What is Jesus' word on that? Because that might be incredibly different. Well, it is, right? Because he says you're precious and honored and I love you. And most of us might think, well, I don't really feel precious and I don't really feel honored and I don't really feel loved, right? So that would be a step of faith. That would be a step of trust. That would be unknown territory for us. So when we look at the story of uh, Abraham and Sarah moving from one geographical place to another, when we apply it to ourselves, we're not necessarily talking about that kind of landscape, but we are speaking about change. Because we're all, I mean, spiritual growth is always in the business of change. We call it transformation. So it's a transformation in us when we learn how to love the unlovable, which is basically love, not as in feeling. It's basically about being kind and respectful, even when people don't particularly deserve it. That takes faith. That takes trust that God's going to help me with that. Or working with someone you really don't like and you, you personally feel that you don't have what it takes to do this much longer. But for whatever reason, you have to keep doing it at this point in your life. Yeah, that would take faith to hang on in there, believing that God is going to give you the next step, even though you have no idea what that next step is today. That's trust. Breaking an, unhe an unhelpful habit that's trust. Because like, I know I have to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do it though. But I'm going to start today, this moment. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a step of faith. They're not easy journeys, right? These things are not easy. You know, the journey of faith, the journey of trust. But the big lesson with Abram and Sarah is that imperfect though they are, there are key points in their lives where they say, yeah, you know what, I'm willing, I'm willing to do what God wants me to do. I, I, I'll, leave, I'll leave it behind. If, if I'm called to leave fear behind, I'm going to leave fear behind. I mean, I don't want to live this way. I don't want to be living in fear the rest of my life. Otherwise, nothing will ever change. I'm leaving it behind. That would be faith. Or I'm leaving control behind. I am so tired of trying to control other people. 
Even though I think my motives are good, I'm so tired. Yeah, that would be faith. That would be faith. Or I am so exhausted because I find myself criticizing everything and everyone and I'm, I, I want to stop this. I don't want to live this way anymore. Or, I don't, or I'm tired of trying to please everyone all the time. Or I'm tired of trying to be right all the time. You know, we get ourselves in, in these messes very easily, don't we? And then it takes faith. It takes trust to be open to living another way, a more courageous life, really. Uh, It's a more courageous life, a more generous life, a more adventuresome life. It all takes trust. So with, with trust and faith, it's not about never making mistakes. Goodness, Sarah made plenty of mistakes. I mean, she made some, what a mess. Have you ever tried to manipulate people or... You ever try to manipulate circumstances to get what you wanted, even though you kind of know it's wrong, but have you ever tried to manipulate circumstances to get what you wanted? Like it's like trying, you're trying to hurry things up a bit, you know? God's too slow, can't wait for God. So you try and hurry things up a bit, and then it's just what a mess you end up in. Yeah, well, that's exactly what Sarah did. Ah, she did that. So did Abraham, by the way. Both of them. Yeah, have you ever tried to lie to make things happen? Ah, yeah, Abraham did that. Have you ever hated someone because they had something that you really thought you needed and wanted? Yep, Sarah did that. Sarah did that. Uh, both of them, Abram and Sarah would say, yeah, yeah, we did that. We, 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 sh- we weren't always right. But you know what? We're trying here. We're trying. We're trying. I think that's, it's an okay place to be faith-wise. It's like, I'm trying. Jesus said, you have what you need. You've got the faith. The reason that you feel stuck if you feel stuck is, is because you're just not using it. You know, because it's difficult sometimes to use it because much of the time, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to go against what we're used to doing. So Jesus would say, don't, don't worry about not having enough. Don't, don't worry about not having what it takes. You, you have what it takes. Just push out ahead, go on ahead, and you'll be met. You'll be met on the journey. You can be guaranteed of that. But you you got to be brave and take that first step. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, if you've ever been really severely hurt by someone, at the front end of that, you think, I'm never going to get over this. But then several years down the road, you look back and you think, wow, you know what? I, I, I'm getting over this. And then several years down further, it's like, you know what? I'm over this. I am over, I am free. I am free from this. If you've ever been betrayed by someone in a deep level, you know, you might think at the front end, I'm never going to survive this. I'll never survive it. 
Well, you know, in years ahead, you look back and you think, you know what, I'm, f I'm thriving now. I'm better now than I ever was before. Because what seems to happen is, is that God meets us on the journey. And it takes a lot of faith to be willing to take one step toward that long, arduous journey of forgiveness. Now, I'm not talking about trusting people. Forgiveness has nothing to do with trusting them. And forgiveness has nothing to do with staying in horrible situations. But it does have everything to do with you getting your inner freedom back. And that's important, isn't it? You know, we all want to have our inner freedom. We all want to live without resentment. Yeah. But it's a process, a journey. That first step is an act of faith, just like Sarah, just like Abraham. And at, at the front end of the journey, you might be saying, I don't think I can do this. I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do because it's coming to me and I know what I need to say, but I don't think I'll be up to it. I, don't, I think it's too hard for me. Well, faith says, you know, it, it is too hard for me. Faith says, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try because... Because God's asked me to try and, I'm, and I know that God's with me. That's kind of what faith looks like. Trust in God as you step into, step into this new territory. Even if you're scared, even if you feel completely inadequate, feeling completely inadequate is fine. You don't have to feel adequate to have faith. That's fine. Uh, that's one of the great promises of Scripture that uh, God says, look, I began the good work in you, I'll complete it. You leave the details to me. I began the good work, I'll make sure that it's completed. You do your part and I'll do mine. You take the step, I'll finish what you start. But that cooperation is needed. That front end of cooperation is needed. Yeah, I mean, that's the prayer, that's the heart cry, that wherever we are, wherever we are in our, in, in our life today, and we're thinking about that next step, but we're hesitant, it's like, God, help me just move ahead. Yeah, don't overthink it. Just take that step, and God will meet you, and God will complete the work that God started. Well, thank you for joining me. You've been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.